Welcome to the beautiful city of Campbell River in our Modern Entrepreneur podcast series at the 50th Parallel. That's me. You've got questions, we've got experts. Let's find answers. Hello, and welcome to another podcast of the Modern Entrepreneur at the 50th Parallel. My name is Leah Knutson. I am the Business Development Officer with the City of Campbell River. Today, we are here with Christine, owner of Stonehouse Teas. Welcome, Christine. Thanks, Leah. Hi, happy to be here. So, Christine, tell us a little bit about your business, Stonehouse Teas. All right. Well, Stonehouse Teas has actually been in Campbell River for, we're coming on to our 27th year. Wow. So it was actually founded by a good friend of mine back in 1995. And she started as a home-based business, kind of farmer's market, and then decided in 2005 to become a brick and mortar. And we've been at that location ever since. So yeah, we recently celebrated 25 years in business and we specialize in loose leaf tea, 120 different types right now, um, as well as a little cafe where we make our own pastries and drinks and all that kind of stuff. Great. So you bought the business from her when she decided to move on to other adventures. How long ago did you buy the business? Mm -hmm. So I bought the business in 2016. And my friend Tanya, she owned it for years. And I always told her, hey, if you think about retiring, moving on, let me know. It it was uh, super fun. I tried to help her out throughout the years when she was part of the business. It was always an interest of mine to get into business, to become an entrepreneur. So the timing just worked out great where she was ready to move on, do other things. And I was ready to dive into entrepreneurship. And before taking on the business with Stonehouse Teas, Did you have a background in tea or was this something completely new to you? Uh, Tea, no. Business, a little bit. I ran a lot of other people's businesses, but my background's actually a chef. So I was a chef here, mostly on Vancouver Island for the last 20, 25 years, kind of up and down the island. I spent 15 years working for North Island College, teaching in the culinary arts program. And it was just time for me to, you know, dabble in a different industry, try something new, but still take the skills that I have as being a chef, being organized and dive into entrepreneurship. So tell me about those crossover skills. When we're looking at tea and all of the blends, you have some amazing blends that are going on. And I know you do some custom blending. How does that background with being a chef help you with your blends and your tea creation? Mm -hmm, Amazing. So as I said before, we have 120 different types. We have lots of different types of tea. And I feel like as a tea business, you know, everyone has Earl Grey and some of those standards ones. But what really makes you unique is some of those signature blends that you can create. So for me, with my background of creating recipes and plates and dinners and menus, it seemed really appropriate to start creating teas. And the first one I did was about a year into business. I worked with a local yoga studio and I just said, hey, I have an idea. What do you think? And it was really about if I were to make a tea that represented your business, what kind of flavors would those be? And we ended up creating this tea. She served it at her yoga studio. I sold it at the tea store. And a few months in, I actually had someone come to me and say, I'm looking for that yoga tea, the one they serve at that place, because I want to go home and I want to feel the same experience as I do at the yoga studio. And right there, I knew we were onto something because tea is a beverage, but it's not about the drink. It's about the feeling you get from enjoying it. And that literally lit a fire under how do we continue to do this and create these signature blends that really help support other businesses in my community, as well as create that feeling that we want. 
So how many signature blends have you created over the years? Oh my goodness, Leah, pressure's on. Uh, quite a few, quite a few, lots that I'm super proud of. Um, I've created some limits now, so I'm trying to keep it to three per year um, so that that's not all my time because they do take um, a lot of, not just time, but a lot of energy because I put a lot of effort into making sure that this really is going to represent kind of the flavors of that business. And, and I think for me, uh, a few years ago, uh, you might be familiar, but we created the uh, Campbell River tea. So One of my favorites. Yeah, the taste and feel of Campbell River. And for me, that was always a goal. Like, how could I make something that really represented my community? Um, I had a panel of people join me. We worked together and we created this blend that really gives the taste of feel and being here. And what I wanted was for people to visit Campbell River, drink this tea, take it home with them and remember the feeling they had being in Campbell River. So it was super special. I was happy to make that one. And the response from the community was amazing. Lots of coffee shops, restaurants are all serving that tea. And I constantly get messages from people all over the world saying, I'm drinking the Campbell River tea. So when you look at that and you look at the amount of work that goes into creating those teas and collaborating with businesses, is there a good return on investment or is this more of a passion project? I would say it's both. A lot of it comes down to how supportive the company or the business that I'm working with is and how invested they are. So what I'm doing is I'm looking for companies that really want not just a tea to sell, but a tea that kind of represents their business that people can take home and continue to remember. So for example, this spring, I'm actually going to be working on one with a local company. And I feel like as we head into tourist season, all of the tourists that join that business, join that company are going to be like, we have to take this home with us and remember what an amazing experience we just had in Campbell River. I can't wait to hear when that's launched so I can go and try it as well. Yes, I have to keep it under the table so far, Leah. But uh, <laughs> but yeah, it's it's coming soon. We're, we've already talked about what those flavors are going to be. I haven't started blending yet because once I do, I can't stop. So I've said, give me a few weeks. Um, but yeah, I'm really excited to get blending again. So you are definitely one of the top businesses in Campbell River who is known for collaborating and really working with other businesses in the community. How do you find that experience? And are there any other neat collaborations that you've done in the past years that really come to mind as being an amazing initiative? Well, yes, I do love collaborating. So thank you. For me, I feel like owning a business is way more than just day-to-day -day business. It's really about how do you become part of the community? And part of that is the business community as well. And, and we can all attend like business functions and things like that, but to be able to really work together. And for me, a real obvious one is working with other restaurants and cafes. So a lot of restaurants, I think there's over 30 right now that serve Stonos teas or sell Stonos teas that are kind of part of that world. But you would expect that it may be a coffee shop. What I love is the collaborations where they're not obvious and outside of the box. Um, so for example, I guess about five years ago, I started collaborating with my neighbors at Beachfire Brewing and he started taking my teas and putting them into beer, which is super cool. And, and again, from the chef world, it's like, wow, that's amazing to be able to do that. And then I worked with Ravensong, a local soap company, and she's putting our teas right inside the soap. I also worked with the chocolate company and I got him to put the flavors of my teas right into the chocolate bar. So there's mm. all these collaborations that really make me feel really deep and grounded in my community. And I think that for me is so rewarding and so important. 
And when I look at collaborators, I don't look at what is your business. I look at, would you like to collaborate? And then later we'll figure out how our businesses connect because I feel like that outside of the box thinking, instead of just looking for businesses like mine, I look for business in general. And I'm always open to say, if you'd like to collaborate, come and see me and we'll find a way. So I noticed on your social media, which you are very, very active on, that you just won an award. Can you tell me a little bit about that? I did, Leah. Thank you so much. So we were nominated for Entrepreneur of the Year as part of the BC Business Examiner Awards, which is the best of business on Vancouver Island. And I was there on Thursday and we just won Entrepreneur of the Year. Congratulations. Thank you so much. So thinking back about being an entrepreneur, owning a business, what are some of the lessons learned that you can pass on to other businesses who strive to be entrepreneur of the year? Oh, so many. How much time do we have? (laughs) Let's just say six and a half years into owning a business, I'd never stop learning. There's so many things that are fired at me regularly. I think the biggest thing for me is when I look at challenges presented to me, I take it as a challenge, but then I turn it into an opportunity and I go, what can I do with this? How can I turn this into an opportunity to make changes, to adjust, to look deeper into what I'm doing? And and it can be hard because as small business, as any business, there's constantly challenges coming your way. And rather than just trying to fix that challenge, just go, okay, here's an opportunity to maybe look into something different. We have actually had a very similar answer from a number of podcast guests. And I think that is an amazing theme that listeners can take from the entrepreneurial community here in Campbell River is take your challenges and turn them into opportunities. With that, what are some of the challenges that you have personally turned into opportunities? Well, I have a great one right now, actually, that just happened. So at Stonehouse Teas, we package all of our bags, uh, loose leaf tea into bags to sell them. And in January, I needed to order more bags. And I've been waiting, knowing that we can barely get through Christmas to wait for these bags to arrive in January. So January 3rd, I phoned my company and said, are the bags in? I need some. And they said, we've decided to discontinue those. So of course, immediate challenge. What do we do today? What's going to happen? So I went, okay, you know what? We're going to get some bags from another supplier to get us through. But now what an opportunity I've just been given. Now I've decided to take time to figure out, is this the right packaging? Is it environmentally friendly? Does this do the effect that I want it to? And maybe is there someone more local that can help me? So I've turned into an opportunity to really look at what is my packaging? What is my labeling? And what changes might I want to make? And I can tell you, I wouldn't have made that change if that supplier didn't present that challenge to me. And uh, and again, as difficult as it was at the time and the panic that set in, once I calmed after a few minutes, I went, wait a second, <laughs> a there's few opportunity. Minutes? That's all it was? <laughs> it's been a lot of practice. So it's, and it's funny, and those kind of things are just presented all the time. And I feel like when you're carrying all those challenges all the time, it can really bring you down. And I have to go, okay, opportunity. And I create a bit of a path on, this is a challenge. It turns into opportunity. How much time do I have? Where does it fit into my pile of things to do? So with the tea bags, for example, I've bought enough bags to get me through six months. I've bought myself t- some time. And now what I've done is I've reached out. I've actually reached out to another business owner that does a lot of packaging and said, hey, can we have coffee? or tea. Um, And let's talk about what do you do. And so I have bought myself enough time to really look at the opportunity presented to me, instead of just fixing the challenge and trying to move on. 
That's a great lesson. Definitely. Now, there are a lot of business owners that are talking about how workforce is a challenge for them. And I know that you came and you did a one of our Modern Entrepreneur Speaker Series and talked a little bit about workforce and workplace culture. Are you finding that a challenge? And how do you deal with a lack of staff or? Well, I have to tell you right now, I have an amazing team and I have an influx of resumes constantly coming in. And I have people contacting me saying, I would love to come and work there. Some kids are like 13 years old, so they're a little bit young, <laughs> but so many people applying that want to be part of the team. And I sometimes have to ask myself, like, what is the interest in working at Stonehouse Tees? And I have to step outside of my this is what I do and go, why would they? And I think the biggest thing is we're creating an environment where all of my staff, they work closely together and they're given, you know, the leeway to be able to create what they need to do. They're given opportunities to, you know, progress, to move ahead, to learn new things and to be part of the business. I'm definitely the type of owner that walks in other people's shoes. So whatever they do, I can also do. Whatever I do, they can also do. So a real teamwork environment. The other thing is we have a big attraction of all ages. So I have people that work for me that are as young as 17, all the way up to 50, 50 plus, um, and a big range in between. And I think that shows the diversity and the culture that we have it's open to everyone kind of creating that environment so now we are moving on to the rapid fire part of the podcast so i've got a series of questions and i just want you to say what comes to your mind okay ladies and gentlemen it's time for rapid fire So what was your first job? I was a babysitter, first of all, but my first brick and mortar job, Dairy Queen. Yeah. And if you were not doing your current job, what would you be doing? Uh, probably teaching, continuing to teach. I love to teach and I feel like, you know, in business, the more you can teach the people the whys and hows behind things is it's so much more progress. And that might be why you have such a good retention of staff is because you are taking that time to teach them the hows and whys of your business and really showing them that you are invested in them as your staff members versus doing a quick intro and then letting them flounder. <laughs> I think I think staying engaged is so important. And I think back, you know, like when I was a kid, I always had lots of questions about why do I have to do this? And we've all had those teachers that said, because I said, or you have to. And I was the type of student that said, yeah, well, unless you tell me why, you know, like, you know, your mom would say, clean up your room because your grandma's coming to visit. Okay, that makes sense. Whereas it's just clean up your room. Well, why? Yeah. So yeah, I love that. I love that kind of understanding why we're doing things because I think it, it sits a bit deeper with you. Nice. What is your connection to Campbell River? I feel like I have such deep roots here. It's so amazing. So I actually worked 15 years at a community college and I felt then that that was my connection to the community. But what I didn't realize is becoming an entrepreneur really gave me deep roots here. And um, I feel like this is now my home. Um, when I was a, when I was younger and working as a chef, I was kind of up and down the island. And But now I feel like Campbell River is my home. And when I look at my family, my community, that kind of thing, it is, it is Campbell River. Finish this sentence. A modern entrepreneur is? Me. <laughs> nice. And what is something no entrepreneur should be without? Sounding board. 
someone to talk to. Knowing the ability that you can reach out. I, I know so many entrepreneurs and, and myself as well that just want to go like, no, I should be doing this. I should know. And knowing when you can ask for help, you can reach out. And I think to all businesses, whenever they open, I always say, if you need anything, call me. And there's no obligation to buy tea. I say, if you want to have a coffee with me, all you need to do is buy me a coffee and I'll talk to you for an hour. <laughs> so reach out, know that there's supports and help out there. You're not alone no matter what business you're in. We all struggle with the same thing. So use your community. Use your foundation, use people like economic development to help connect you to your community. That is a fantastic offer for the business community and up and coming entrepreneurs here in Campbell River. Thank you so much for coming in. And I know that we will have you back again. Amazing. Thanks so much, Leah. Thank you. Have a great day. Thanks for joining us on the Modern Entrepreneur podcast series. For more information and to hear more, visit campbellriver.ca.